Adult video hosting por- website Pornhub releases what it's called the 2022 Year in Review, a number of telling statistics about what its visitors have searched, revealing trends behind America's cha- changing attitudes towards sex. Internationally, the transgender category grew by 75%, making it the seventh most popular around the world and number one in Brazil. Information was also available relating to how long users were uh, from various places stayed on the website when they visited. In general, that was between 9 and 11 minutes on average. Hmm. Sometimes it takes me like three when I'm on it. <laughs> but the slide in that pussy is a homicide. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we spill the tea on sex and dating. I'm your resident sexual deviant, Demi Wild. This is a special interactive version of the podcast created just for Moan users, where we will be discussing the latest headlines, dishing out some sexy re- advice to some Reddit questions, and we will also be playing a live game of Red Flags. So welcome, you guys. I'm happy to have you here. Stick around. We're going to have a lot of fun. A couple little ground rules before we get started here. This is a safe space, so please be kind to everyone here. Stay on topic respectfully. I will be jumping around a little bit from topic to topic, but you are welcome to speak in the comments if you have anything that you'd like to add to the conversation, please do so. Um, and uh, if you want to be pulled up to the stage, uh, just um, raise your little hand and let's get up there. But when you're not speaking, kindly mute yourself to eliminate any background noise. So welcome, you guys. Jessica, Josh, and Service, thank you again for being here. Um, without further ado, let's talk about some headlines, shall we? So this just came out yesterday. I <laughs> I was very, very um, ecstatic about this. And I, I don't wish ill on anyone except Andrew Tate. <laughs> So controversial influencer Andrew Tate and his brother have been arrested in Romania on human trafficking, sex trafficking allegations. The publication Liberty reports that two have been brought in on kidnapping and rape charges, though the specifics of the allegations are yet to be unknown. Uh, The video circulating in the social media from the Romanian news outlet shows both Tate and his brother being led out of the building in handcuffs by police and into a waiting vehicle. Tate became the huge focus on Twitter earlier this week after he tweeted at environmental activist Greta Thunberg, mocking her efforts by listing off his collection of cars. She tweeted back at him, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. Sick burn. Um, Tate then created this (laughs) ridiculous video response to Thunberg's tweet, which featured him in a smoking jacket, smoking a cigar bragging about his his cars uh a figure later brings in pizza boxes from jerry's pizza a company with locations in romania there's speculation the pizza box boxes helped romanian authorities track tate down 
a spokesperson for date said, quote, we cannot provide any details at the moment regarding alleged reports that they have been detained. However, Andrew and Tristan Tate have the utmost respect for the remaining authorities and will always assist in any way help, uh, help in any way they can. I think that is a very PR piece of shit answer from his, uh, his spokesperson because Andrew and <laughs> Andrew Tate does not give a shit about anyone. So what are your thoughts about this? Cause I have so many, I was very like, this guy is a piece of crap. I already, we already knew that he went to Romania because he, I, I, okay. First of all, I didn't even know about this person until maybe this year. And I hadn't even heard who this person was. He's some influencer. Who cares? He's a fighter. Um, but he's also just like the biggest idiot I have ever seen in my life. Like just the way he speaks and like what he talks about. He's so misogynistic, so gross. Um, and we already knew that he went to Romania because he's already been like uh, caught with like underage girls and stuff like this. So it's just been because they have very lax um, um, underage laws there essentially so we know why he was there we know why he went there in the first place and the fact that he was taken down by a 19 year old girl <laughs> inadvertently oh my god like karma i've never seen karma work so fast it was so funny what are your guys's thoughts um listen in the comments i'm gonna keep going with the headlines trigger warning here but uh, it, it does mention suicide um, a man in Reseda, I am in California, so there is a man in Reseda, uh, a national public safety alert has been issued by the FBI and partnering agencies and was published on Monday, December 19th, warning thousands of children and teens are being targeted in financial sextortion cases. Officials say at least 3,000 minors, mostly boys, have been victimized this year so far. They said predators use social media to start communicating with targeted minors who are primarily boys between the ages of 14 and 17 and sometimes younger. Victims are tricked into providing explicit photos and the perpetrators will then demand money and threaten to release the images to their family members and friends. According to the Justice Department, at least a dozen victims have taken their own lives as a result of these crimes. Uh, on the same day of this report, San Jose police announced the arrest of a Reseda man, Jonathan Cassie, 25, that they believe is tied to the case in Northern California that ended in a 17-year-old San Jose boy dying by suicide. The 17-year-old victim, Ryan Last, be believed the person he was messaging with earlier this year was a girl. Instead, it is believed that the person Ryan was talking to was actually Cassie, who kept demanding more and more money from him. Ryan left behind a suicide note describing how embarrassed he was for himself and for the family since his death. His story has made national headlines and the victim's mother had said that other families have reached out to them about her messages and are making a difference. Um, very, very frightening. Um, I've, it, it makes a lot of sense that there's, you know, just so many scammers around and people that are now taking this to like the next level where like they're actually ex extortioning people with, with their nudes and kids like it's it's messed up i think it's just a really important thing to talk about yeah anyways uh sextortion is a huge issue especially in this day and age know who you're talking to on the internet if you have kids or have friends that have kids make sure you're speaking to them and talking to them about what's going on so they can be hip to it um one more heavy one here it's uh there was a bomb threat at a uh, francis w parker school in chicago they were evacuated last week after a bomb threat was emailed to administrators 
Uh, the threat came after a far-right activist group, Project Veritas, published a highly edited undercover video implying students at the elite K-12 school in Lincoln Park were being indoctrinated into queer sex. Chicago police said the email threat warned that a bomb could be placed on school grounds, and the school security team determined that the message originated from outside of the country. Quote, Administrators emailed parents on Monday afternoon after an extensive search by the authorities. We write to tell you that the campus has been cleared. The Chicago Police Department, our campus is safe. Project Veritas posted the video on December 7th, five days before the threat was emailed. And the video report was picked up by right-wing media, including Fox News and Chaya Reichick's Libs of TikTok account. Sean Hannity opened his show on the next evening with a Fox News alert and the ominous warning, the woke indoctrination of our children continues. In the video, the Parker School's Dean of Students, Joseph Bruno, uh, speaks candidly with an undercover Project Veritas operative about a lesson presented by a local LGBTQ health center during Pride Month about queer sexual health, including the use of sex toys. The lesson was optional and attended by students who expressed interest in the subject, a fact not mentioned in the video, because of course. Uh, Bruno also talks about it, a visit to the school by a drag queen. The group promoted the video with a series of hashtags, including hashtag buttplugdean and hashtag exposed groomers. The Parker School was forced to take down its Twitter account after it's being deluged with online attacks. Both Project Veritas and O'Keefe were banned from Twitter last year for posting misleading content. And platform's new owner, Elon Musk, recently reinstated both. I think it's really important that we talk about things that um, go on online, especially when it comes to like conspiracy theories or people, you know, uh, who have a reason to be posting things in the first place. And so sex ed is a really important subject to me. I think that kids need to be um, in the know to this, but they definitely aren't doing it. I mean, it was an optional lesson, so there is no reason for them to be upset about this. but. Of course, right-wing media, they will take anything and run with it. And so um, just be safe out there. And if you have anybody in, in high school or anything like that, just let them know. Uh, last one that I have, Pornhub's year in review. So uh, this is the end of the year. Uh, adult video hosting por website Pornhub releases what it's called the 2022 year in review, a number of telling statistics about what its visitors have searched, revealing trends behind America's changing attitudes towards sex. Internationally, the transgender category grew by 75%, making it the seventh most popular around the world and number one in Brazil. In the U.S., users in Republican states remain on the website longer than those visiting from de Democratic states. And the term trans was also searched disproportionately, more historically, Republican state West Virginia. The U.S. was by far the country that generated the most traffic on the Canadian-owned website, with the U.K. coming in second place, followed by France, Japan, Mexico, Italy, and Germany. Information was also available relating to how long users were uh, from various places stayed on the website when they visited. In general, that was between 9 and 11 minutes on average. Hmm. Sometimes it takes me like three when I'm on it. <laughs> in Utah, predictably the most prominent term relative to others was Mormon. <laughs> kind of funny. Across the states, uh, across the South and states like Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, and Mississippi, black was disproportionately popular ser search term. Those are historically black neighborhoods and black um, cities. However, in North Dakota, Black was also a common search term, but there, are, but African Americans make up only 3% of the population in North Dakota. That's fascinating. 
Over the 84% of visitors to the site came on their mobile phones, while 13% were browsing on desktop computers and 3% on tablets. Tablets were down a whopping 34% last year. Uh, Project Veritas, it is a um, right-wing... Let me see. Let me see if I can... Um, Far-right activist group, Pro Project Veritas. It's a far-right activist group. Um, yeah, I just found like this Pornhub year in review very um, <laughs> enlightening because I feel, number one, it, it just goes to show you how closeted some people are and how stupid like their outward expression of hate towards trans people or Black people or whatever the case may be. Because guess what? You're all searching it on Pornhub, as they say. So goes to show you how people are just so full of shit. Um, that's all the headlines I have for you guys. Um, we are going to have another section here. Welcome, everyone. That is brand new, Marcus. Uh, yeah. So this is the section where I will actually be asking people for their, for their feedback and stuff. So please, um, if you feel, if you have experienced anything like this, or if you have any sort of knowledge about this, please join in. Um, we're going to answer some Reddit questions. This episode of Hook Up Horror Stories is brought to you by the Moan app. Moan, M-O-N, is a first and only live social audio app for the sex-positive community. Drop into a room and hear live conversations about topics like LGBTQ plus issues, kink, and polyamory, with discussions led by sexologists, doctors, and cultural experts, and everyday enthusiasts. Or initiate your own conversations and discuss your favorite topics around sex in a judgment-free, tolerant, and anonymous forum. You can also join hashtag Hogaporo Stories Rooms and live tapings of this very show, where we will discuss various subjects, play games, and tell stories with other moaners. Download the Moan app, that's M-O-N, on the App Store and Google Play now. See you there. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so this one was pretty funny, and I <laughs> think that some people might enjoy this. So my husband, 35, uh, is vegan and I'm sick of it. <laughs> uh, she's 30. She is 35 also. Um, I try to keep a healthy diet, usually consisting of eggs, some meat, chicken, and occasionally fish on special occasions and some dairy with lots of veggies. My husband has raised was raised a vegetarian, but recently turned into veganism. He doesn't even like some vegetables and he prefers to eat mostly carbs, lots of pasta and bread. I'm working. I'm a working mom, and I'm simply tired of making two different dishes for us. On top of that, he's inflexible about what he eats. We don't go out much anymore because of a lot of restaurants around us don't have vegan options. Traveling is also a hassle where my husband will literally rather starve than eat anything non-vegan. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so funny. And then I'm often worried about whether he has enough energy. He doesn't even like vegan restaurants. I'm exhausted trying to make him happy. Should I just stop cooking for him? Yes, just stop cooking for him. I do most of the cooking anyway, and I don't want to make things hostile. No, just if he's being a shithead, don't, don't cook for him. At the same time, he's just being inflexible, and I'm just tired. TLDR, husband went to veganism, but is inflexible with his food. Our travel and going out to eat is impacted by lack of vegan options, and he's also picky about what he eats. What do you guys think? I think this is really funny. Marcus, yeah, please, please comment. Um, come up, raise your hand. I'd love to have you up here. 
I think this is ridiculous. Like if you're going through all of the hassle to make someone happy and they're just not putting in any effort, stop making the effort. Oh my God, it's so annoying. Hello, Marcus. Sorry, it's been a while. <clears throat> okay, so my wife is vegan. Mm -hmm. I am what could be only qualified as an absolute carnivore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've been married six years now. And this has it. Congrats. When I we were first things, when when we were first like dating, I thought, man, this could, this could be a real issue, right? Well, um, here's the thing is she doesn't cook my meals and I don't cook her meals. Mm. Yeah, you that's, I mean? like, yeah. So I think that's their problem, right? Like, first of all, she's, I mean, I don't know if there's a, a DS uh, dynamic happening there or something, or if this is just appropriation, like maintaining the status quo, the woman should be cooking the meal or something. I don't know, but um she cooks her best but i do identify with that she uh when she says i'm afraid that he doesn't have enough energy so my wife and i are starting 75 hard on sunday and now this might be an issue that's why i'm glad you picked us to talk because now i'm really worried about it because part of 75 hard is you work out twice a day mm -hmm. and she's she is a very she eats like a bird you know mm -hmm. i mean she's a little bit of tuna, tuna, um, maybe a cup of yogurt, and that's it. Mm. So. Yeah, veganism is very, very hard. Um, you have to have a lot of, um, you have to know how to cook for yourself, first of all, because there's very little that you can actually do. Because I've been vegan on several occasions in, in my life. Um, it's not something I actively practice, but there's just times that I just sometimes just don't want to eat it. Or I don't want to eat, um, you know, meat or whatever. So I'll just go a little phase. Um, very little can you actually get out in the world and there aren't a lot of options. Like the only option I can get like quickly is like Taco Bell, surprisingly, just the bean burrito, no cheese. There you go. Yeah. But that's what she gets. Yeah. But it's it's so difficult to actually like like cook for someone if you if they eat not well and they are very picky, but they also have restricted themselves so much with their own diet. So they need to do it themselves because they need to do a lot of research. They need to learn how to cook for themselves because it takes a lot of work to be vegan. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. Yep. And but as far as restaurants, I've noticed like we went to we tried out Habit Burger the other night, mm -hmm. and they had a, they had impossible meats. I mean, she's so she's been vegan as a deliberate choice for I mean since she was a teenager. And she's 30, she just turned 32. So, I mean, this is a way, this is her way of life now, right? Mm -hmm. um, but she, so it really hasn't impacted us going out to eat all that much, honestly. Uh, but she, well, one thing is she's pescatarian, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, so she does eat fish. When you guys, so, you know, last question is like, how do you guys? I mean, well, that's how you already answered that question. Never mind. <laughs> you guys just basically cook for yourselves, so that's that's great. Yeah, and if and if I mean, there is times when, like, say, I'll cook a meal for her. You know, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just trying to be nicer, not really nice, just out of romance or something, right? Yeah, but not well, every meal. For me. 
Oh, no, no, definitely not. I mean, this is like, it's her, her birthday. I'm going to make her breakfast in bed or... Exactly. Know, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, there are times, but we never we never eat the same thing. So I don't know. Maybe they've got more of the traditional family thing happening. I That's something I do agree with. Like, it is cool, like a family having dinner together at night. That's that's really cool. Yeah, um, exactly. Particularly if you got kids, but we don't. So yeah. Well, that's how you do it, guys. Hi, Sassy. Welcome. Thank you so much, Marcus. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Let's keep it going. I got a couple more uh, Reddit questions for us. Um, my friend, thirty-four, was asked by her friend, forty-five, if he can ejaculate in her bathroom. Uh, let's see where this goes. Maria, not her real name, has been friends with Dave for over a decade. They have been entirely platonic all this time. She is a straight single woman who likes to party and have fun. Dave is a straight married man with two kids who feels most comfortable wearing feminine clothing. They have gone out as friends on multiple occasions, both as a group and as a pair without incident. Dave's wife never joins them, and when they hang out, although she is invited every time, the the wife is over the club scene. Gotcha. This weekend, uh, they went out to a couple's club, a couple clubs before going back to Maria's. It was 3 a.m. and they were dancing in Maria's condo when Dave suddenly asked, can I ejaculate in your bathroom? (laughs) The way he asked this, too, is very weird. Can I just ejaculate in your bathroom? Uh, It came out of nowhere because it wasn't like they were dancing close to each other and there was no preamble leading up to the question. Maria said no and then asked, why here? Why now? Dave replied, everything about this night just got me excited. Maria told him that he can't do it. He can't do that in her condo. He can do that in his own home and on his own time. Maria went to the kitchen for a second to give herself some space, and Dave stayed in the living room where they had been dancing. Things got really awkward, and when Dave suggested that he should leave, Maria agreed. Maria has a lot of questions about the night. First off being, is this something that guys just ask? Since Dave likes to dress in women's clothing and tucks, uh, does tucking make you more likely to do this? No. Uh, how is she supposed to carry a friendship going forward? The whole incident made her very uncomfortable and changed her perspective on a relationship that she thought was truly purely platonic. Well, it seems as though maybe they just had a little too much to drink and uh, he misread the situation. Um the one thing that bothers me though is that he's married with kids and he's hanging out with this other woman um just for fun i don't know the extent of their relationship but it seems as though i'm sure nothing was like intended by it but it's definitely weird i don't know what do you guys think about this like i i think maybe he just misread the situation yeah definitely weird (laughs) it's just it's just a weird question to ask i mean i it it's, but you know, here's the thing. I, I am realizing as I get older. Um, I'm 42, and I'm realizing that fetishes are so unique and specific mm-hmm. to the individual and their circumstances growing up. And there are some things that are are commonly fetishized, but I think it's it's because of um, social conventions happening in their environment at the time right so um i mean it's it is a weird question but um uh 
there would probably have been a time when something that we would think is completely normal would also have been a weird question. So true. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm not sure about the extent of their relationship. Like, does she let him, um, you know, cross dress at her place? Is that like the extent of their, of their relationship? Um, they were dancing in the living room. So, I mean, I guess they were just going out and having fun. Um, uh, maybe he just misread the situation. I, I don't know. I, I, it's just a really strange thing to do. Um, but I guess alcohol was involved. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't personally miss alcohol and sexual encounters at all anymore. <laughs> I don't either. Cause I fall asleep. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Part of it is exactly that. My age. A couple beers are going to write that. Um, but another part of it is, is I don't want to dull that experience. Um, I mean, if anything, well, I, I can't say that. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I, I would go the opposite way of a depressant if I was going to do something in a sexual encounter, you know? Understood, yeah. Um, but it's, it's that judgment thing, and I don't want to... It's still about trust. Intimacy is ultimately about trust mm -hmm. and why would i put myself into the situation where i if i can't i can't be intimate if i can't be real and i'm not going to be real if i can't trust you exactly and if i that's just it's just it's a false positive yeah anyway there's something more there you're right there's definitely something more going on in that situation that she's not right yeah again this was written by someone not not involved in the situation. So this is a third party writing for the person. So there's a little bit of like a perspective that's like not quite there also. So yeah, I just want to know the extent of their relationship. And if this is something that kind of just, you know, is allowed to happen in their relationship and in his marriage. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's just something else there. Perhaps he just misread the situation due to drinking. And um I would like to know a follow-up and see what their friendship is like now after that happened. <laughs> I could see that like like he's into orgasm control or something like I mean, and that's I think that submissiveness is pretty common for someone who cross dresses. Right. I would think. Um fem drop fem, femdom seems to be um, consistent within that particular demographic. Right. Um, so that's what it He's probably more asking her permission to ejaculate. At least he asked. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, he's he's a very disciplined crossdresser. Right. <laughs> All right. If you guys have any thoughts about this as well, please list them in the comments. I'm going to move on to the next one here. Um, 18 female have been toxic to my boyfriend, 17 male. How do I change? This is about a toxic relationship. I've been in a long distance relationship with this guy, 17, for two to three months now. And I recently, uh, we've been fighting like once every three to five days. It's always about stupid things. And I admit it's mostly because of my issues. We've talked about it and we're trying to do better from now on because we really don't want to lose each other. I trust him, but sometimes my feelings and anxiety gets the best of me because I've been cheated on so many times in the past. I had a traumatic childhood, a dysfunctional family, and so on. This is my first genuine healthy relationship. And I don't really know how to make it work about. Uh, without a bit of chaos every now and then because that's all i've ever known he understands and he's willing to help me out 
and get better, but we acknowledge that we can't maintain a healthy relationship like this. If we can't solve this soon enough, there is possibility that we'd start fighting every day, which would eventually lead to a breakup. I trust him. I really do. But there's this part of me that feels like I need to keep my guard up at all times because all the things that have happened to me in the past. When I'm pissed at him for something small uh, or stuff like that, I tend to be cold towards him and sometimes passive aggressive as well. I try not to be because it's a me issue and sometimes I can't help it. He doesn't like me being cold towards him. And then I would kind of lash out and that leads to a stupid fight. Has anyone ever been in a similar situation? Any tips? Anything would be appreciated. Thanks for reading. TLDR, me and my boyfriend have been fighting once a week about stupid things because I'm dysfunctional. (laughs) And this is my first genuine healthy relationship. And I don't know how to work around that. Being toxic because all is all I've ever known. Any tips? Um, for, at first glance here, I think that maybe at least you're aware of it. You know, right. I think awareness is the first key to admitting you have a problem. I mean, you could go to any 12 step program. They'll say the same thing. The first step is admitting you have a problem. Um, so however, I feel like there's a lot of like blaming yourself for this, that kind of needs and then blaming your situation that kind of needs to be addressed also she's very young um i i don't think blaming yourself and like beating yourself up over it is a healthy way to go about it either i've got an, i've got an opposite point of view for you yeah yeah um i think you, you just referenced to 12 step program mm-hmm. they would also tell her that not ready for a relationship yet right because she, she's not fully in control of herself and right. she even says that the language sometimes i can't control it right <clears throat> she's not she's not whole and she's not healed yet and she can't be a whole person for another person right but i get it <laughs> you're in love i get it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah very young um hi sassy welcome up uh do you have any thoughts on this as well um yeah it sounds like there's possible like codependency issues there uh um, because, you know, uh, I, uh, Josh was, it was, he said that, uh, you can't be a whole without being complete yourself. And that's, that's so true. I mean, if you're not happy with your, uh, it's like what RuPaul said, you can't let yourself how to help female someone else. And, and it sounds like she's got some self-hatred issues and I've, I've been through that myself and it sucks ass, but you also need to have the awareness to like, listen, I'm done my book. I'm done with my brain being a dick to me, so it's time to change something. And that was kind of my wake-up call. Right. <laughs> how I overcame a lot of my issues. Because I'm like, my brain's an ass towards me for no good reason. There's there's got to be something going on here, and i got to find out why so I can fix it. Right. And it's not like he's going through possibly the sim- similar things that I went through. Because self-hatred sucks. It's not fun. And... Uh, like learning how to be your best friend is a process is difficult. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, it sounds like in, in like any 12 step program, there's even codependency. So, you know, 12 step programs as well. So like, you know, she may have some underlying issues and she may need to, you know, maybe time to, to find out what exactly is going on to eventually hopefully have the turmoil and fighting stuff as well. Cause that's not like, that relationship's not going to last long if 
or if it lasts long, it's not going to be good for the long haul, say the least. I I do want to mention one other thing about about this one is that they're in a long distance relationship. Uh, for ah. this is for two to three months now, and so it's a very. I'm not sure how long they've been in a relationship or if the whole relationship has been two to three months. I'm not sure. Or if that's just the, the long distance it has been two to three months. Um, but I think there might be a little bit of um, what's the word when you are, when you're, when you're, when you're not able to like have that kind of like consistently consistency in a relationship that it might harm the actual relationship itself it might start seeping into like the the thoughts and the feelings you know like when um like when i was in a long distance relationship i almost felt like there was like a little bit of like this um this little voice in the back of my head that would tell me like he's cheating on you he's cheating on you kind of thing or um I, I just feel like that like the distance also is like another like layer to this relationship that adds another sense of like perhaps negativity to it uh, I think I think it probably changes everything. The fact they're in a long distance relationship, yeah, and and there's and that inclination that we have when we're in those that type of relationship to think that someone's cheating on us. Um, I would say I'm throwing a round figure out there, but I would estimate probably eighty percent of the time it's because they are cheating on you. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> Because the temptation is there and we're, we're young and that the part of our brain that drives sexual function is pretty animalistic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think it just has to do with trust issues. Because, like, you know, it's she says she's been cheated on many times in the past. She had a traumatic childhood, dysfunctional family. Um, I, I think she just has a general distrust of people that needs to be addressed, I think. If you allow every bad situation that people have caused you in the past to affect the people that you could, you know, have a long-term relationship with in the future, mm-hmm. then that's getting the best of you. You know, you're letting those situations bring you down versus learning from them. Right. And it's all part of the journey. And she's young. So oh, totally agree, Josh. Totally agree. And we, and we do that. We do that about, um, the veteran community is really bad about it. We're really bad about this um, self-victimization thing, you know, and letting letting a 10-minute experience in our life dictate the rest of our lives. Or, you know, it's, it's just... But my thought is she's 18. She doesn't... She doesn't know what she... I know it's such a 42-year-old thing to say, man. She's not quite there yet, yeah. But she probably doesn't know what she wants yet. And I'm just I'm just saying that from experience, like, I didn't really mm-hmm. know myself until 30. May happen quicker for different people. May happen quicker for different different genders. But um, uh, I, I recently just learned who fully, well, at least I think it's fully, who I am and what I want. So, yeah. Yeah. Godspeed to this girl. I hope she figures it out and addresses uh, the issues at hand. I got one more for you guys here, and then we're going to play a game. So, this one's a little bit more fun. <laughs> uh, girlfriend pushes me out when she orgasms. 
Specifically in missionary, when my girlfriend orgasms, her vagina flexes and tightens, and it feels wonderful for the few seconds until I'm literally pushed out. This isn't usually an issue in the beginning parts of sex, but after we've been going on for a while, I'm just not as hard is when it becomes an issue. It leaves her with like half an orgasm and then I have to wait until it's actually let me in again. Is there any ways anyone can think of to help with this where we can keep the pleasure going for the two of us? Girlfriend pushes out during orgasm. <laughs> um, my ex-wife used to do that. Um, and she was also a squirter. So <laughs> I think that has something to do with it. Um, just seems to be a little like overly sensitive, right? Uh, well, I mean, everybody's body is slightly different, you know. Right. I mean, some girls don't, don't do that at all. Some girls don't squirt at all, and some girls do it. You can barely touch them, and they do it. It's you know, um, and I don't know, um, Cialis maybe. Um, I mean, my thought, my thought is get harder, right? Stay harder. Try try a missionary position because you're face down so the blood flow will go that way um and you'll stay harder if you're a missionary or if you're even if you're if she's bent over well well, he says the problem is missionary he said it is missionary yeah specifically in missionary so Um, don't so don't do missionary (laughs) maybe maybe try maybe try pushing her legs up like towards her head Right. Um, that might make the problem worse, though. Um, yeah, my, my thought is like try to find a way to stay harder. Yeah. And it's cool that she has a vaginal orgasm, though. Because um, most women can't do that. Yeah. Most women, you're right. Most women can't do that. I, I just think that if that's the case and it's going to continue to happen for once, for one thing, it's, you know, keep trying it, see if you can rectify it. But if you can't, you always both have your hands. So, you know, make use of that and like, keep it going in those situations. If you can't stay in, then use your hand, have her use her hand on each other. Uh, That's kind of the only solution you're going to have. If it's not going to stay in there, (laughs) you don't really have any options. Yeah, exactly. Maybe try an extender. I mean, it, it, my thought being, if you can go deeper, if she, and assuming she could take deeper, um, that might keep him in. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I agree. I will say I when I just say like it could be a size issue. <laughs> I know it could be a size issue. Could be. I. I mean. I remember. I mean. So I am gay. I. I have anal sex. Um. I can occasionally have like an anal orgasm and I feel like I have the same kind of situation happen to me where it'll like, I'm just, it just feels like I just have to like push out. Um, but that's usually because the dick is quite large and it's hitting everything. And, you know, it's just a very like kind of like sensitive moment. So yeah, you just kind of have to like alleviate some of the situations, you know, try different positions, maybe perhaps, you know, try to work on things um, that way. If, if, if she could if if he can get her to orgasm i mean she should contract inwards right you know that's the way it should happen um i don't know maybe she could do 
kegels or something. <laughs> maybe, kegels. Maybe, maybe she's strong enough already. <laughs> kegels. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all the advice questions from Reddit I can get to. I have one other section that we can play around with, and that is red flags. Have you guys ever played red flags before? No, I haven't. It's the reason that brought me into the thing. <laughs> Okay, amazing. This is this is my favorite part for sure. Um, so red flags basically is I'm gonna list you off a situation. It could be sexual, it could be a relationship. All you have to say is if it's a red flag for you or if it's not, and why. Really simple, it's a lot of fun, and some things can get kind of weird. So let's have some fun. The first one is they say all other exes are crazy. Oh, definitely red flag. <laughs> uh, it's it's projecting into the world. Oh, yeah. Everybody, every human being is insane. Yep, red flag for sure. Huge red flag. This is there's never been a bigger red flag. <laughs> if you think everyone else is crazy, then you're probably a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they stay over, they have uncontrollable diarrhea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> was it too was it too soon on, on the shit talk? <laughs> No, no, it's just, um, I don't know. I've never thought about that. Uh, yeah, red flag, red flag. It's like, something's telling us not to be together. <laughs> yeah, I would say red flag, but I would say, what are you feeding that person? What Are they eating different at your place versus theirs? Right. If it's like a nervous issue or if it's just IBS, if that's the thing that, that just happens to them. I don't know. <laughs> but if it's every time, then yeah. it, it might be an issue. Agree. Yeah. Red flag, red flag. Um, they get upset when you offer feedback during sex. Well, that's not the time <laughs> to do it. <laughs> not a red flag. <laughs> or they get upset. Yeah. No, that's not the time to do it. Not a red flag. At all. <laughs> I feel like you should be giving re- feedback during sex. Like if you're uncomfortable, if there's something that can be done better, there should be fe- some sort of feedback going on. But when they get upset, no, 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 no. I would say, depending on what kind of feedback it would be, you know, you can have nonverbal feedback and verbal right. feedback. You know, they can get out the whiteboard. Well, that's not really the time that, that I would say right. flag. That's, that's what I imagine was like, we're having now a, uh, a discussion about feedback. I mean, if it's, <laughs> if, it's, lecture. if it's like, yes, daddy, I mean, that's a, that's good feedback. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing something right. <laughs> or if, it's, if it's like, no, no, no. I mean, I got that, but if it's like, you know, you could really do this better with your hips. Like it's a time to discuss it. <laughs> I think that's the perfect time to discuss it, actually, because, like, you know, if it's something that could be improved on, you know, I I think people shouldn't get upset by that. That should just be like a thing that that happens, you know, make it better for both of both people. Yeah, usually you can make people say things or open up when they're aroused because you're almost like that drunk horniness, you know? Yeah. 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 And then after, you know, you have like a like post orgasm you're like oh man did i say that <laughs> right yes yes that has been that has been 90% of the of the sexual exploration with my, my wife has been times like that because um because of our age difference she's 32 
And yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's overly critical, if it's like overly it's critical. critical, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, this. You gotta. You get. I mean, I'm all about like being real, being raw. Mm-hmm. But that has to be tempered with some uh, judgment and tact, right? And timing. Exactly. It, it makes me think of the movie Liar Liar. You guys remember that with Jim Carrey, and he says, oh, yeah. "I've had better." Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 he laughs about it the next day like i've had better oh yeah yeah not not that <laughs> yeah, all right next one uh they own an island in the bahamas not, not a red flag um <laughs> i i might become polyamorous no. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i would say not a red flag i actually know somebody that owns an island in the bahamas Nice person, a uh, good friend of mine. So not a red flag at all. I feel like it might be a red flag for me though, just because I I know all about Jeff Epstein. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just so, I think you're you're what's the what's the term for that? It's a type of association. Um, oh yeah, um, but it's a, it's a false positive type of association, like you're. You're, you're, it's a type of stereotype. It's a type of stereotype. Well, I also, here's the thing about billionaires billionaires are not good people. So, like, it's, it's that thing where it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're rich. You, you have all this stuff, but like, what are you doing with this money other than having an island in the Bahamas? You know, where, where is your, where is your, your morals, your moral compass? Only then would I be like, okay, then we can do this. But if I just met this person and they said, come with me to my private island on the Bahamas, I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, for me, it depends on like this quality of this relationship. I mean, is this is this a hookup or is this like a relationship? Right. I'm getting into because if it's if it's a casual thing, I uh, maybe the less the more amoral you are, the better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. They don't know what they enjoy sexually. Um, Not a red flag for me. That was exactly the dynamic with my wife. Um, Because she she was raised in a very religious household Mm -hmm. and had a limited sexual experience. And it was fun for me to and it still is six years later. Uh, fun for me to help her explore that right now. Yeah, let's figure it out together. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's kind of, it's partially a red flag, but it could become a non issue if you figure out are they the type of person that's willing to be open and, and, try to explore and you know not just shut you down right Um, so it's an initial red flag because i've been in relationships where they just kind of shut you down and then it becomes there's like an animosity almost that like builds because here you have feelings for this person but you can't connect like sexually and then and it just leads to like a long drawn out like demise of the relationship if one person's going to be that way 
Right. You don't want to be like pulling teeth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes if, sense. I, if my wife had been prudish, it probably would have been a red flag, but she's the opposite of prudish. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, we, we figured it out. We helped some people. We figured out what's going on in the world i really appreciate you guys coming in here and having some fun with me today marcus and josh thank you again um yeah this episode will be out next week check out my podcast a new episode just dropped today um featuring sassy who was in here earlier today actually so if you guys caught her you can see my interview with her on today's episode and um yeah you guys have a happy new year it's like december 30th right now oh my god we're almost in 2023 Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks. thanks so much. It was great talking to you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a comment and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help out the show. Check out the episode description for my guest social media links and for more information on me to read my blogs, The Deviant Diaries or A Deviant's Guide to Sex or information about tarot readings, please visit DimitriWild.com. Stay deviant. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional.